Jesus Fix It, the Good Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. If it weren't for smartphones, where would we be? That's true. It was the verdict, the trial, the death that may be the one of the century. You know, um, I'm in my feelings a little bit today, um, as a lot of people are. Um, It is Wednesday, as we're recording right now, the day after the verdict was given in the George Floyd murder case. Right. And um, I feel there are so many emotions, so many emotions. So we just wanted to talk about what both of us are feeling today. Um, You know, I know, Seth, my community, I feel a little differently than you may be feeling right now. I don't know. You let me know. Different perspectives. Different perspectives. But I know, um, first of all, let me say this. I feel like I have to say this because there's this perception that if you are – fed up with systemic racism, with everything that's going on with the George Floyd trial, that you do not like the police. Yeah. That is not true. No, that's, that's um, absolutely that not That is true. not true. I respect law enforcement. I respect our men and women in uniform. I pray for you every day. I thank you for keeping us safe. You have... A scary job. I could not do it. You have an important job and you are needed. You are very needed. Thank you. But the truth is, there are some of our law enforcement that um, need some extra training. Mm -hmm. There are some, there's a small group of our law enforcement that has caused these incidents like George Floyd, Tamir, Mar- Tamir Rice. Yeah. Um, we can throw Breonna Taylor's in there. I mean, there is a problem. There is a breakdown somewhere. Now, you don't have to agree with me, but in my community, I'm telling you, there is a breakdown somewhere. I think one of the things is a lot of people don't understand Maybe it's even a case where they don't believe it, mm-hmm. all right? Um, is that in my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay? This is my understanding. As you and I have had some great conversations privately, and one of the things that really hit home to me is that it is a legitimate and real concern that while you are out in public, that you will be stopped by law enforcement for what you perceive as Absolutely no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that during that situation, it could possibly escalate into a life-threatening event. Yes. That that is something that you have said you have teen sons and that every time they are out, that that is something the mama's heart in you worries about. Yeah. Um, and I think that is something that in my community – I have heard it said so many times, oh, that's baloney. That doesn't happen. Well, I think you might – let me just speak from me and my experiences. It, I can understand why you would say, well, that doesn't happen. That, 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 there's no way that happens if you've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. I have never been in a situation where I've been pulled over for no reason. I, I have been pulled over several times, but for good reason. Right. Yeah. I have been in circumstances where police have drawn their weapons on me. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go into that. I have experienced that. I have never experienced an officer 
acting inappropriately. So it is difficult for some of us to comprehend that that happens. Right. But the proof, but but the issue is it does happen. It does happen. And you just want justice and you want accountability. Right. And I think you nailed it. Just because it doesn't happen in your community and you don't see it, it does not mean it isn't happening. Now, all police officers are not bad. We've said that. But there are some law enforcement that needs, I don't know what they need. (laughs) I don't know if they just need to hang the uniform up or what, but I have experienced it in my own life. I have cousins who've experienced it. I have fathers who've experienced it. I have a cousin who lived in New York during the stop and frisk era where they just stop you for no reason if you were a person of color in New York and just frisk you. That is the black and minority community. And you touched on um, different conversations I have to have with my child. Right. Your conversations with your boys going out is a lot different than me talking to my child going out. I have conversations with my boys that you will never, ever have to have with your child. You don't know. We call it the talk in my community. Mm. You know, when my boys got their licenses, we have, you know, you have your normal stuff. Don't speed. Wear your seatbelt. Of course, every parent is going to tell their kid that. Right. But we also had to have the talk. If you get pulled over by the police, keep your hands on the steering wheel. You have to explain every single thing you're going to do. If Mm -hmm. they say, get your license and registration, you verbalize. I'm taking my hand off the steering wheel. I am putting my hand in the dashboard. I'm pulling out my registration. Mm -hmm. You have to do that because there have been people that have been just shot. Right. And, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't criminals. I'm not saying that. There are situations that do not warrant you to be shot dead for stealing a pack of cigarettes right. or just walking down. The, you know what I mean? Right. Petty crimes do not deserve a death sentence as the punishment. Right. I got that. You know, the and I, there have been several members of my family that have been law enforcement and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, I have law enforcement in my own family. Right, gotcha. And so- let me, let me just say this right now. To those of you that are in law enforcement, we get it. Every time you make a stop, every time you go to a domestic violence call at a home, every time you stop somebody on the road, that has the potential to be a life and death circumstance for you. Oh, in my opinion, every time a law enforcement um, service member puts on the uniform and leaves the house. Yeah. That is, you don't know what your day is going to be. You are taking a risk. That's in my opinion. And I totally understand you making every precaution that you go home at the end of the day. I got it, and I agree with that. You said uh, making an explanation of of what you're doing in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. I do the exact same thing because, um, well, I'm just going to say it, and here's the reason. I have a concealed carry permit, mm-hmm. and I, I carry almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when I am stopped, and I hate to say it's not if, it is, <laughs> it is when, I do have a lead foot. I do the same thing. My hands are on the steering wheel. When the officer approaches, I let him know, officer, I have a concealed carry permit, and I am carrying. 
What do you want me to do? Every time. You know, but chances are you won't get shot either way. I hate to say it, but chances are whether you're doing those things or whether you aren't in your community, you may not get shot. But if you are, it has been, look, there are, there is case after case that there are, I mean, at this most recent incident, you have a person who had both arms out of the window and they still got shot. And, you know, you can do that. And, okay, here's another case. Um, So you have George Floyd. You have the um, sergeant from Virginia who was maced while complying um, last week. You see how those cases were handled. And I have to admit, I haven't investigated that case at all. I haven't read anything other than the headline, so I can't comment. Okay, look it up. It's everywhere. Um, But then you have cases where the – the guy who went to the church and shot up the church mm-hmm. um, handled ever so gently. Um, white kid handled so gently. Um, there was another situation where there was a mass shooter. Um, it was recently, I can't think of the case, but it was on TV. Um, shot a, a lot of people, killed several people. Police apprehended him. Now, they caught him with the weapon. Mm-hmm. He had just killed a couple of people. He was not handled inappropriately. They escorted him gently, mm-hmm. not placed him in the car nicely. He was unharmed, not a scratch mm-hmm. on him. So the perception comes across that if you're white, you're going to get handled with kit gloves. But if you're black, you're going to get beaten or shot. That's, That's most the of perception. most of the time. That is the perception, yeah. and I'm not saying every single time it happens right. like that. But there is a breakdown somewhere. There you is s- a problem in our system somewhere because this keeps happening. Last year it was George Floyd. Last week it was Dante Wright. Next week, next month, it's going to be somebody else. Before you know, before George Floyd, there was somebody else. Right. There has been somebody. Every single year for like the last 10 years or more. When is there going to stop being somebody else? There is a (laughs) breakdown somewhere. And for people to say there isn't a problem, well, your eyes are closed. Now, here's something that you you need to consider. Mm -hmm. The perception could be that police are shooting more black individuals than any other race. But statistics from the Department of Justice say Mm -hmm. that is not the case. Okay. More white individuals are shot than black individuals by both white and black officers. Mm -hmm. Um, There is statistics on black. There is statistic on Asian, Latino, et cetera. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know the statistics on that, but I know I read – a while back, that the statistics show that it's not disproportionate. However, the facts are the facts. But here's the problem. The perception is we have individuals in our society where the perception is if you are white, you get handled with gentleness and kindness and respect. And if you're black, you get shot or beaten. 
regardless, and this is very important, regardless whether or not the facts support that statement, we have individuals in our society who feel that way. Okay. Yeah. So those feelings are important. Those issues are very critical because as long as those emotions, feelings, and beliefs are there, then there is going to be a problem. And that problem must be addressed. Okay, I get that. And yes, the problem needs to be addressed. But I'm here to tell you right now, what is happening in the black community and in communities of color all over our nation is not just a feeling. It's not just a perception. Right, right, right. It is real. Oh, I'm not saying it's yeah. not real. No, I'm okay, not saying it's not real. Okay, I just want to make that clear. Like, I'm, this I'm is yes. absolutely <laughs> happening. Yeah. There is not, something that is needs to be addressed. Right. There is something that needs to be fixed. There is a breakdown. I agree. And it's not just a feeling. It's not no. just a perception. There are bodies to prove it. Let me clarify. I'm not saying that the issue of racism isn't real. It absolutely is. Not okay. just racism, what's happening. I got, I got you. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is the perception that more blacks are abused than whites, more blacks are shot than whites. The, the reality is that's not the case. Well, it goes deeper than just that. I understand. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I'm giving validation mm-hmm. to the belief mm-hmm. and to the, to the approach that we as a black, and I, hate, I can't say that because I'm not black. But individuals that look at the community and say, we, the black community, are being abused, that is a legitimate issue that must be addressed. Now, if you have the vast majority of law enforcement officers, you're awesome. You are putting your lives on the line. It's a calling. Your heart is leading you to end that profession. Oh, definitely, because there's no way I would do it. There is no way. I love people, but I'm not taking a bullet for you. If but you're not one of my kids, yes, I but get like that. But like in every profession, every profession, there's a handful you shouldn't be there. Right. There exactly. are a handful. That's, ins- that's what. That's all we're saying. Yeah. That's all we're saying. We're not saying we hate the police. We don't want police to protect us. We're not saying that. We're right. just saying there is a handful of you. That shouldn't that, be there. That shouldn't be there. And we want justice. We want accountability. Right. And that's why this verdict was so important because there are a handful of cases that there was no justice, right. there was no accountability, and it's been that way in our community for years and years and years. This is the first case in a long time that we feel like there is right. a semblance of justice and accountability. That's why this is so important. And just know this, racism is not just a black problem. It's a people problem. It's a heart problem. It, it, it's, it's, it's a, a heart, heart problem. problem. It's not just a black people problem. And it, look, these are my thoughts for real on the George Floyd trial. This this verdict is a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. We have a long, long, long way to go. Um, For over four years, black people and minorities have had to fight for a place in this world. In 2021, we should not still be fighting. I should not have to give my children 
lectures when they leave the house. I, they should feel safe in their country. Mm-hmm. They should feel safe in a country they were born in. I should not have to feel fear for my children when they are out just driving, being kids. I agree with you. George Floyd was a human being. He shouldn't have tried to pay with a counterfeit $20 bill. He should not have tried to do that. But he did not deserve to die for it. The point you make there is something that that I realized about something. There were so many opportunities for that tragic situation to be avoided. Mm -hmm. There were many opportunities. That's the first thing. And then lastly, I just want to say this. In your profession, whatever it is you do for a living, you're a doctor, you're a teacher, you're a police officer, you are a factory worker, you do lawn maintenance, I don't care, whatever it is that you're doing, it is very important that we do not allow those that are behaving inappropriately to get away with it. Those individuals who are abusive to others those individuals who are carrying and and carrying out racist views toward others, that cannot be turned a blind eye to anymore. If you are a police officer and you know that there is a fellow officer that is behaving badly and is abusing people that are in his care or her care, you cannot turn a blind eye to this anymore. If you're a teacher and you see somebody not giving equal opportunity to other students just because of whatever reason, you cannot turn a blind eye to that anymore, and they cannot be allowed to continue. The time for ignoring injustice, that most definitely has come to an end. Yeah. And let me just end with this. Um, We're thankful for this verdict. But let's still pray for the family and friends of George Floyd, healing in our nation, and for the soul of the policeman that did this awful thing to George. God can forgive him. He's already forgiven. And then I have been keeping this verse, well, these verses in mind. It's Proverbs 24, 17 through 18. Don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble. For the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The good news and encouraging music is available to you wherever you go. You can take Spirit FM anywhere with our encouraging radio app. Now, when you join Spirit FM on the ER app, you can enjoy Positive Gold as well. It's a station that will provide you with contemporary Christian music from the 90s, just in case you like those oldies, like Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and so many more. The same encouraging music and messages you hear every single day on the radio, you can hear all around the world, and you can even share it with your friends. Download it today on Apple or Android.